I've got some views on the news about the 200 parking spaces planned for Ramsbottom and it's a Ramsbottom United heavy week this week with two fantastic wins. This is Rami, your locally produced weekly podcast, bringing you news, events, interviews and information from the heart of Ramsbottom with your host, Lee. Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of This is Rami. Well, probably if you've been paying attention to either the This is Rami social media feeds or any of the other Ramsbottom related uh, social media feeds, then you'll recognise that Ramsbottom United have been doing, well, they've been doing quite well this week. Uh, So it's quite difficult not to dedicate this whole episode uh, to Ramsbottom United, given their amazing recent uh, bit of form, especially their highly publicised win over Weymouth. But I will keep with the regular format and you'll hear more about the Ramsbottom United news in the Ramsbottom United section. So as well as the Ramsbottom United, uh, what should we call it? Celebrations? I'm not sure. Um... There have been several bits of news recently for Ramsbottom that I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, One of them is, well, it regards the proposal of 200 car parking spaces that are to to be made available for Ramsbottom. Uh, This was mentioned a few weeks ago, and I've just kind of been following the news in and out on it. And it's still a little bit hazy, but uh, quite surprisingly, this hasn't really had the expected response that you would think. I mean, it, it... does seem a bit of a you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't kind of situation. Uh, nobody, well, I don't think anybody would argue that there is that there isn't a parking uh, space problem in Ramsbottom. There certainly is. You just have to, if you come down into Ramsbottom at various times of the weekend, various times during the week, um, then you'll it's, it's a bit of potluck whether or not you're actually going to find a space. So you'd think that 200 additional spaces that have been planned for and arranged uh, would be, you know, welcomed with fanfare. Not quite, it seems. So I'm going to take out the, which to be honest, it's extremely tiresome. We get it year in, year out, every time something comes. But what it is, it's the complete back and forth of bickering between the Conservative and Labour councillors about who came up with the idea first, who's at fault for it not happening sooner, and who's going to take uh, the glory for if it actually goes well, and who's going to be blamed if it goes wrong. To be honest, it's childish. Just get over yourselves, work together on something, because I'm just sick of it year in, year out, a little tit for tat. It's boring, to be honest. So I'm going to skip over that bit. Um, but I do know several other people who I do respect who have who have basically voiced concerns over not just the location, but also due to other things, such as the fact that the parking is planned to be paid for parking. So first thing to mention is that the location of the parking site that is is going to be uh, well is, is planned for is uh, adjacent to the Ramsbottom Leisure Centre. So it's a little bit outside of Ramsbottom Town Centre. It's probably only a four minute walk, five minute walk at best. Um, and there's currently a smallish car park there, which is just for uh, Ramsbottom Leisure Centre itself. And this is next to uh, a children's play park. It's not I don't know if how well used the play park is. I've been there a few times with my son and there's usually only us and maybe, I don't know, one or two other people on there at most. I don't think I've ever seen more than maybe five children on it at any one time. But it does have uh, the highest 
uh, slide in Ramsbottom. And that's a fact because I've have I been? No, I haven't personally been on all of them, but my son has. So that's a fact that that has got the highest slide. So if the plans um, prove to remove the play park, then for my opinion, I'm going to be saying to change the plans because I don't think I don't think you should be removing play parks, play parks, and and you know leisure activities and things that are trying to get children and people outside of the park, even if they're not as well used as this one seems to be. Enough people use it during the day. You must get maybe, I don't know, 50 or 100 people playing on it during a, you know, a weekend or something. I haven't sat there and counted them. But if this does say that, you know, that it's going to remove the play park, then I probably will sit there and count them. Um, I might have to explain myself to the police why I'm sat there watching a play park, but I will try and count them without getting arrested. Uh, I'll probably just take my son down. That'll make it a lot easier. However, if it's going to just be the which I know people have said that they're good. They walk the dogs on this field. And if I think about it, I can't think of any other fields which are nearby to this area, possibly up towards Peelbrow. I think there's some field type area there, but you'd have to go across the train tracks and have to go all the way into Ramsbottom to get up there. Um, I can't think of any other grass, which is really suitable for walking a dog. Uh, I don't have a dog myself, so yeah, I can't speak directly from this, but it's not the best grass in the world. I have been out there playing before, not on my own. I've been out there with my son playing before now, and it is a bit boggy. It's not the best bit of grass in the world. Um, I didn't see that much dog poo, but I would expect there's quite a lot there um, if you if you go and look for it. Uh, but I know taking that away from dog walkers is not that great, really. But if there is some left over then i mean i'm personally i'm less concerned about taking some of the boggy field away than i would be about the play park uh, with there's also the old skate park there as well which was taken down i think in i think it was 2015 that it was actually taken away but i think it'd been closed for a year or two before that uh, i don't know specifically i haven't looked into it this is just something that came off the top of my head but if they started using you know spreading out the the parking around then I can sort of see it, but I mean, this is this remains to see what the actual plans are. Uh, I did see some people suggest using the old Mondi paper mill site, which is just as you come into Ramsbottom. That'd be a great idea if it wasn't private land, and the fact that the developers have been have they been dragging? Yeah, they've been dragging the heels quite a bit. Now I know that our MP James Frith has been speaking with them. I can only imagine what kind of a meeting that has been. Because if you've got one person who owns the land and maybe doesn't want to do anything with it or wants to wait for someone to come in to spend a lot of money and basically, they, they, let's say, for example, if you owned the land and you were waiting for a, a company like Marks & Spencer, which I don't think they will because they're closing shops uh, left, right and centre around around the UK. But if you had a Marks & Spencer, for example, that wanted to give you a lot of money or there is any potential that they would give you a lot of money, then you're probably going to sit on the land and do very little with it, which is kind of what it seems to be at the moment. So I can only imagine how those meetings have gone. Um, but yeah, it's private land. It's like saying when everybody is out during the day and everybody's working, just come on and park on everybody else's drives. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't really be up for that. So it's private land. It's kind of the same situation. You can't just plan a car park on it. Now, Ramsbottom does need parking. 
I've already mentioned this, that no one's going to argue that it doesn't need uh, uh, something to be done about the parking. But does it really need 200 parking places? Now, the Ramsbottom Times article did mention uh, something along the lines of 280 people who work in Ramsbottom, I think the number was, need parking uh, and and this is what part of the problem is apparently it's it's the people that who work here which you know you're quite right to if you work here you you're probably going to want to park here um so it's the people coming in and parking and obviously being there all day there are some people who are coming into Ramsbottom uh, apparently I haven't seen this myself and I obviously haven't done any surveys but apparently they're coming into Ramsbottom parking up in the free uh, parking places and parking along the road and then they get in the bus into uh, into Manchester city centre, for example. So they'll, they'll leave the car here all day and they're kind of using Ramsbottom a bit like a, um, a park and ride situation, which is obviously not what... We, we haven't got accommodation for that, really. So this would explain why 200 uh, parking places are needed. But really... Maybe maybe they could trim them down. Maybe hundred places start with that, or one hundred and fifty uh, or so. Even if you could just trim some of them down, and then maybe put some of the money that was planned. I don't know where the money's coming from. I'm assuming it's from the council, from some some situation or wherever. But <clears throat> some of that money maybe could go into improving some of the green spaces around the car park, making it a bit better for dog walkers, or making a slightly better park area or something like that. Who knows? But I'm going to be honest, I mean, call me cynical, but I have heard of schemes before where they say, yeah, we're going to come in and we're going to make this development. And also we're going to we're going to build you a little park here. And surprise, surprise, right when the uh, the main bit of the building work has done, they've unsurprisingly ran out of money. Uh, obviously, they've done their main bit. They've oh, they've ran out of money. And they can't do this park now. Uh, this has happened to my friend who moved into uh, not in Ramsbottom. This is in Oldham moved into a new build property they were told oh once all the buildings are finished and they've all been sold then we'll build you this little park which we've we've basically promised and then that never happened the money went away and uh yeah basically they're they're living in the house that should have had a park right next to it obviously they've, they've got a child it's uh it's one of those things that would be great uh, for obviously if you've got children um but yeah that never happened so i wouldn't be surprised if that was a potential there but um it's yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't trust them as far as i could throw them uh really and this might be because i mean call me cynical but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't trust them as far as i can throw them if that if that was actually the situation um but i'm not i'm not sure where i stand on it uh, it's uh it's one of those age-old around bottom arguments we need something we don't know where to put it uh we don't know how we're going to pay for it but wherever it goes someone's not going to be happy so another item of news that has popped up. Uh, so speaking of some councillors, now uh, Kevin Thomas of the of the Labour Council has spoken at the it's actually his maiden speech at the full Berry Council meeting. This was on uh, I think it was Tuesday the sixteenth of January, and he's put a motion forward to make uh, Berry a plastic free council by twenty twenty two. This was reported in the Berry Times. I've got a link to the to, to that article in the show notes, and I've also got a link to the uh, meeting on YouTube. 
it's quite nice actually that they they put the videos on YouTube of the actual meeting, so you are able to to go through them. But I've put a link to the the full meeting. I think it was about three hours long, but I've skipped straight to the bit where Kevin is doing his speaking. Um, essentially, the the plan is to make Berry a plastic free council, as I say. So that is to review things like uh, single use plastic. You go to move to using. Uh, alternative materials and and uh, eventually i think the whole plan is to look at the actual whole um supply chain so to try and remove as much plastic as they can from there now we obviously in ramsworth we've got our very own uh fabulous fulfilled plastic free shop and that's the first of its kind in ramsworth uh, sorry in berry not in ramsworth uh, it's the first of its kind in berry so it's we're kind of leading the way uh, i know plastic pollution is in the news a lot and there is a risk of people getting um there's a risk of people getting a little bit numb to it because it's in the news so much that they may start ignoring it, but hopefully it's the manufacturers and and things like that where people it just starts to get introduced into the into the chain of uh, products so that people continue buying what they've always been buying. They just don't necessarily notice, for example, that this isn't now wrapped in plastic or or something like that. Um, you can do your bit yourself as well. Obviously, you can try and reduce uh, what plastic you use, um, but also. You can write to various uh, manufacturers as well. For example, I sent an email to the the well known pizza chain, uh, Pizza Express. Uh, we now and again we we pick up their pizzas from uh, from one of the supermarkets. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's it's wrapped in plastic and it's got a. Um, polystyrene board underneath now i have seen others with corrugated cardboard boards so i sent them an email and said are you looking at moving away from this and they they thank you know they kindly wrote back and said that yes they're investigating it currently the problem at the moment is anything that they've tried currently uh, the pizzas are ending up folded once they're actually being wrapped at the plant so i'm not sure what the solution is there but it does seem like other manufacturers and other companies are able to do it, so maybe the machine's on a little bit too high. But anyway, if you if you ever get something, you think, well, there's a lot of plastic there, maybe just fire off an email uh, or you know a tweet or something like that to the company and just just ask them. Just say, I've noticed there's a lot of plastic use here. I'm concerned about my uh, impact or my footprint on the planet. I'm just wondering if you're going to change something else. It's quite easy to do it, and obviously, if the more people do that, then they're obviously going to start thinking more about uh, what they do. Uh, with their products going forward. And one other bit of news, which I'm not going to go into too much, um, just because I'm going to have a post coming out this week on the website. That's thisisrami.co.uk. If you if you just subscribe to the podcast, then you don't necessarily read things there, or vice versa. If you, uh, I guess you won't hear this if you just read the website and don't listen to the podcast, so ignore that bit. But if you do just listen to the podcast and don't check out the website, then thisisrami.co.uk is where everything gets posted. Now, this week, I'm going to have a, uh, a list of all of the uh, food premises uh, that have had their uh, food hygiene ratings published on Berry Times. So this week, Berry Times posted uh, several pages of food hygiene ratings across Berry. So starting with the one star, uh, which thankfully is few and far between. None of them are in Ramsbottom. Uh, then two star, three star, four star, and five star being the best. Uh, so I've got a list of all of them. Um, all of the sorry, at least all of the Ramsbottom ones. I've gone through the list. I only removed a couple of places which. In my opinion, I don't class them as Ramsbottom. Technically, they are, <clears throat> but I've removed them anyway. 
that's my uh, my choice there. But that is all going to be coming out this week on the website, so keep your eyes open for that. But uh, nothing in Ramsbottom is below a three star. Um, and if you actually, what I would recommend you do as well is when I do actually release uh, or do publish the lists, if you click on, um, there's a link that goes to the actual food standards agency. You can actually do a search for the business and you can find out which parts um, the premises have either done great on or not done too great on. So I think it was, um, there were, there were like three levels essentially, uh, on four different sections, things like food preparation, uh, whether or not there's uh, news or at least, um, people are aware of food hygiene and safety and things like that. So there's a few different sections. So do uh, check through onto the website to find exactly what it is because three star doesn't necessarily mean it's a dirty place or, or there's anything particularly wrong. It might just be that they're not publicizing food hygiene very well, for example. Um, but a three is classed as generally satisfactory. So it's not bad generally satisfactory is all right. There's room for improvement, uh, but it is good to see that there is nothing below a three in Ramsbottom. And then even some of the places which have had low scores in recent years have actually now got five stars as well. So do check out that list when it comes out later this week. So now moving on to the monumental mammoth, amazing uh, Ramsbottom United news. So, if you've been following anything, as I said earlier on the on the social media, uh, you will see that we've had a fantastic bit of uh, bit of results recently for Ramsbottom. So we've played two matches since the last episode of the podcast were released. One of which was in the FA Trophy, where we and seventeen fans took on the monumental trip to Weymouth down on the south coast on a Tuesday night. And now this trip is. This is some going, even at a weekend. Um, so to do it on a Tuesday night is pretty tough. Uh, I spoke to Katie. Uh, you might know her as uh, Katie Warsick or Little Katie. And she's actually told me this weekend that she listens to every single podcast episode. So thanks very much, Katie. I think you may be the only person that's listened to every other every episode. If you disagree and you're listening to this episode and you're thinking... Hey, I've listened to every episode as well. Then please get in touch. Let me know. I'll give you a shout out as well. Uh, you'll find all those contact details on the website. Uh, but Katie did mention that they set off at around 9am in the morning. So it is a full day thing. And it was a 550 mile or thereabouts round trip. Uh, I had it down or at least Google Maps at this time when I had a search says it takes around 10 hours. Um, I think it probably took a little bit longer, um, but you know that's that's some going that is really. Um, but thankfully, the 17 supporters that did go down were treated to a masterclass of football, and it wasn't the uh, the home side that were doing it. It was the mighty Ramsbottom United. Uh, that last kick of the game, the equaliser when Weymouth came here to us may have been considered a bit of luck, but thankfully that luck continued on our away leg. Uh, after some fierce pressing attacks from Ramsbottom early on, we were able to get a goal after one of the Weymouth players headed our cross into the back of his own net. Uh, so that's a great start. Uh, but the home team quickly got back into the match. Just a few short minutes later, they equalised. So that brought it to one all. But little did they know at this time that that was their last goal of the match. Uh, following this, we had goals from Eddie Moran and Jason Carey on the 54th and 79th minutes. And they were enough to sink Weymouth. Uh, not only that, we also got a 
a, pen, a penalty later on in the match that we did sky it. I'm not sure if we skied it or if it was just over the uh, crossbar, but he definitely went over the crossbar and it was a bit of a miss, but never mind. It doesn't matter. I don't think anybody's too bothered when we were winning 3-1. Uh, as I say, Katie uh, mentioned she's described the match as one of the best footballing experiences of her life, which is uh, some going, really. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, it does, I would say, it makes up for the journey, which uh, Katie said it took over 14 hours. Uh, I think that includes the match. Uh, they arrived back in Ramsbottom with three others in their car at 3 a.m., so early Wednesday morning. Uh, the coach that had the players and fans on didn't actually get back into Ramsbottom until 4am and a lot of people, including Katie, were actually in work the next day as well. So they've probably had about three hours sleep maybe and then up. But uh, well, I don't know how much sleep you actually get after you've had a, such an amazing uh, an amazing result. Hopefully some people, especially those on the coach, were able to get some sleep on the way back. Um, but I'm sure the singing was still going on well into the early hours, so it might have been a bit difficult to do that. Uh, this has been an historic moment for Ramsbottom United. We are now uh, the furthest in the FA Trophy. Actually, I think we've We'd already got this record now. I think possibly the last match was the furthest, but we are the furthest in the FA Trophy than we've ever been. Uh, we're down to the last 16, and the next match is against AFC Flyde. Or F I think it's Flyde. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but anyway, that's how it's spelt. And that is on the 2nd of February at home. Please do come down. It's Saturday, the 2nd of February. The kickoff is at 3 p.m. Uh, do get down early as well, because it's going to prove to be uh, quite a popular match, I would think. So please plan for it. Uh, I have seen big queues at some of these matches recently, especially when some of the bigger teams have been coming across. So please do make sure you get down there early. I'm planning to be there. It will be a fantastic game. I'm sure it will. Uh, so this brings on me on to the second match that uh, Ramsbottom played. And this was on Saturday, Saturday the 19th of, uh, of January. Uh, this was a match between, uh, it was a way, it was a match between Ramsbottom United and we are away to Glossop North End. And if you think that that fantastic 3-1 win uh, was probably, I don't know, maybe as good as it was going to get recently... Well, what about a 5-0 stonking? I think a 5-0 stonking is pretty much accurate description. So the first goal for Ramsbottom was scored by Jamie Rother, seconds before the end of the first half uh, on 45 minutes and just took us into the break 1-0 up. Then on the replay of the match, uh, the regular goal scorer and fan favourite Nick Evangelinos scored at 51 minutes and not happy with that he scored another goal just a few minutes later so in total that's 12 goals that uh, Nick has scored for us that's twice as many as the next highest goal scorer to be fair though the next highest goal scorer is currently out injured um, for our team but He's uh, he's definitely a fan favourite. He's one of my favourite players now uh, that he's, uh, he's really coming to the team fantastically well. And if you if you ever go down to uh, Ramsbottom, I think even if you didn't know have any numbers on the back of the players, you'll you'll recognise him quite easily because he's always up and down. He's always tracking back. He's a, he's a fantastic signing that we've got. But not to be outdone, Jamie Rother scored another on 71 minutes, taking the score to four nil that's without a reply by uh, by the home side Glossop North End and a final goal for the Rams was scored a little later now this is our best away win since the 9th of February 2013 where we beat Garforth Town 5-0 so that's 
we're, we're crashing records here. And this is just two records in just a few weeks. Uh, not only that, we are now unbeaten away since Chris Wilcock took over at the beginning of October. We've won nine and drawn away, uh, sorry, drawn four away. And we've scored 29 goals in the process and conceded just six. So thanks very much to Katie again for that bit of a stat there. So if you're thinking that uh, some of these games can be a bit boring because it's non-league, it's not not premiership, then uh, you need to have your head, give your head a little bit of a wobble because some of these matches are actually fantastic fun. Do come down on Saturday, the 3rd of February, if you are if you are around. Uh, that's not the next match. We do have another home match coming up as well, um, which I tell you what, I'll go straight into upcoming events. But uh, just before I do that, I just wanted to mention that Ramsbottom, we are now eighth in the league. Uh, we do have two games in hand uh, with regards to some of the teams next to us due to some of the FA Trophy uh, matches we've played. So we could potentially go up a few more places as well, but uh, we'll see how that goes. They are home matches as well from what I could see. So we've uh, we've got a couple of extra home matches to come up at some point. Uh, so moving on to the section, which I like to call upcoming events. Uh, so if you do want to check out what other events are coming up and around Ramsbot, and then please take a look on the events page. It's a fairly sparse at the moment. I've not had very many people bring in events to my attention other than these uh, these Ramsbottom United matches. Uh, so the next event that we've got on the calendar is January the 26th at 3pm. 3pm uh, kickoff is Ramsbottom United versus Skelmersdale United and that's at home. Uh, if you're going to the match, tickets for an adult are £8. I think a child is £1. I think a concession's a little bit uh, a little bit less than the full price. Adult tickets are like £4 I think. Um, don't quite Quote me on that. You'll get a price from Harry on the gate, who's more often than not sat there, uh, uh, I'd say giving a smile, but I'm not sure. He might be smiling after the recent results, I think. But yeah, you'll see him on the on the gate there. And uh, yeah, come down. It's going to be a good match. Uh, the next match after that is the FA Trophy match against AFC Fylde. Fylde? F-Y-L-D-E. I've never been there. Fly, it's either Flyed or Filed. I'm not sure. I'm going to call it Filed. So it's Ramsbottom United versus AFC Filed in FA Trophy third round. Again, it's £8 per uh, adult on the on the, uh, on the the gates. Uh, February the 2nd at 3pm and it's a home match as well. I'm going to do my very best to be there uh, unless there's some child's birthday party or something else going on that I'm not aware of uh, then I will pl be planning to be there on uh, on February the 2nd uh, as always if there are other events going on in and around Ramsbottom please check out the events calendar this is rami.co.uk forward slash events or just click on events in the menu at the top now moving on to another regular section which is the shout outs no, so shout outs this week are going to go to uh, well, actually, let me tell you a little bit what the shout outs actually are. If you're following any of the social media pages, uh, these are the people that have most recently followed the page. I think the uh, let's have a look. Actually, the Facebook page has currently got uh, just over 2300 likes. I can't you know, read everybody out every every time. So I just try and grab a few of the most recent people. So the people this week are Catherine Walkden, uh, Matt Simpson. Zoe Leg, uh, Luke Lomax, 
Steph Dale. They're all the Facebook page likers. And let's go for some of the Twitter page uh, followers as well. So Anna Jameson, uh, who is a journalist at BBC Lancashire. So uh, thank you very much for following me uh, or the the page, Anna. Uh, also Steve Youngs. He's a he's one of the volunteer um, presenters on Rosendale Radio. And Carol Davidson, thank you very much for following the Twitter page. And also, let's go on with the Instagram followers as well. So we've got just over 560-ish followers on the Instagram page. So hello to Helen Proctor and Jason Seremba. Thank you very much for following and liking and all of the interactions that you do. If you do see anything that you like, then please do give it a share. It really does uh, help to spread the word out about not only our town, but also the podcast and the uh, the website as well. So thank you very much for everyone that's liking and following. Uh, and yeah, if there's anything I can do for you that you would like to hear more of or less of, then please do get in touch. So that's where I'm going to wrap it up this week. Obviously, it's been a Rams Bottom United heavy heavy news week but I don't think that's really a problem when you when you're doing some of the results that uh, Ramsbottom have been doing recently if you've got any views on anything that's in the podcast for example uh, the 200 car parking spaces if you've got a view on that then please do get in touch or you can leave a comment at the bottom of the show notes on the website this is Ramy.co.uk uh, or you can email me Lee at this is Ramy.co.uk if you would like to be on the podcast in the future or if you've got any recommendations or suggestions for the show as always do get in touch on that contact page as well uh, and i will speak to you very much uh, in the next coming week so hope you have a fantastic week and uh, let's hope we don't get too much snow coming up cheers Thanks for listening to the show. This podcast exists to interview local businesses, local group members and Rami individuals in an effort to bring more attention to our fantastic town. If you like This Is Rami, please consider subscribing, leaving us a review or sharing with your friends. 